Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, August 27th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Made selection, reliably low prices. Go to rockauto.com right now. Tell them that Lockdown sent you. I'm Nolan Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley here in with me today. We are your hosts here at Lockdown Red Wings, and it's a Friday edition, which means we're going to do a little how do we feel about it Friday, and then we're going to close out the show with uh, an interview clip from uh, our friends over at Lockdown Sharks. Thomas Bordalo is over. Uh, they, they interviewed him, the University of Michigan star. So if you're a Michigan fan, Stick around for the end and then uh, maybe go check out that full interview from Lockdown Sharks afterwards. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a how do you feel about it Friday. Maybe some some Red Wings hypotheticals, some Jersey ad questions. We didn't get to that last week. We need to this week. Um, how's it going, Scotty Bentley? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, dog. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going well. Going well. We talked about it before we got there and Tigers have, have two off days this week. So I'm I'm uh little bit of a of a step back content wise for me this week than a normal uh a normal five day stretch there so doing well yeah there we go enjoy enjoy your nights off yeah man talk uh we talk we just talk about the prospects instead on the show (laughs) like oh the tigers don't play so let's talk about the minor leagues and that's just what we do on off days (laughs) now i just had a moment of panic um because it's friday and I just mm-hmm. realized that I, I forgot to reach out to you and have your father mm. drop us a two minute clip on the lemon <laughs> So can you? It, it's Lemon Tree Friday. Uh, can you update us on? Is there any update at this point, or is it just like a quality? Control it's, it's more of just. Uh, I, I would say that the update. So there's no new buds this week because he, ch- he usually checks. Um, uh, I think Wednesday he he had Wednesday off work, which he. Like he runs a, he owns a restaurant, so he doesn't give himself too much time off. So he, he kind of just like did stuff around the house and he did a, did a nice full lemon tree inspection Wednesday evening. And uh, we, we don't have any new budding lemons, which is the first time that we put the summer, you know, we're getting later in the summer and stuff. So that's kind of expected. There's a couple that are really, really close. We might only be an update or two away from, uh, from having our first live reaction to, to, to pulling a lemon, lemon. no shit. And we're, it we're takes close. till August. Well, you have to remember this thing is it lives in our house when it's not outside. This true. thing's all year round. So, uh, yeah, they're they're button and, and growing around and stuff all 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 different times. But yeah, there's uh, there's there's a couple that'll be that'll that are very close. I, I would say probably closer to to two updates away. Uh, so we got some good, good episodes for you guys next week on top of, we'll make sure to get that lemon tree Friday and Friday's episode from Kevin Bentley, but, uh, we do have some other fun episodes coming next week. We're going to have Mike DeStefano, host of lockdown Leafs podcast and avid 
card collector. Uh, he's going to give you the lowdown on, on all the greatest products this year. Who to buy low on? We did this last year, Scotty. Uh, I don't know if you... you I listened uh, to this. Listened to it. But it was. Uh, one of the guys I threw out there was Adam Fox. I said, buy low on Adam Fox. For some reason, I can get this guy's young guns for four or five bucks. I bought up a bunch of Adam Foxes, and they were going from anywhere between 60 to 100 this year. Uh, so hopefully hopefully we'll find a way to make you some money. And we'll, we'll also give you some tips if you have been wanting to get back into the card collecting scene, uh, but you know don't necessarily know how. Uh, we'll give you the lowdown on all that stuff as well. Uh, Scotty, how do you feel about a Friday? Uh, do you want to lead us off? Actually, I, we'll, we'll, we'll start with, we'll open with the uh, Jersey ads because okay, I don't want to sure. forget about that again. Oh yeah. Uh, the Jersey ads, uh, three and a half inch by three inches. Not very big, but uh, the, the start of a slippery slope, perhaps. How do you feel about it? Yeah. So um, I have a, a, a lot more of a, I guess you would call it tame reaction than a lot of people uh, as, as uh, someone who saw all this happen with the NBA too. And everybody freaked out at first and was like, Oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. We're going to have, you know, instead of the Pistons logo, it's going to be the McDonald's logo in five years like this. It's over. Um, I, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and the NBA did it years ago now, and there has been zero talk, like not even like a, a rumor or a single tweet or even remote speculation from anyone within the NBA community about like adding more ads or making the ads bigger or anything. And they've, like I said, they're, they're going on, what, th- three years, give or take a year. Uh, of, of that on the NBA. So I think you're, I, I per, like, I don't, I don't see it as a big deal because again, like it, it ended up not being a very big deal for the NBA. And I can't imagine uh, it. I can't imagine a world where like three, four years from now, we're looking at just like a billboard. Like, like I, I can't. Right. I, I can't imagine that that's a reality. And, and the end, and, and, and I will say if I hadn't seen this before with the NBA, I might be a lot more uh, cautious, kind of like, like a lot of other people are about it, but I, I really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal at the end of the day. And I think by like halfway through the season, people will not even realize or, or care or notice that it's a thing. The only thing that I'm concerned about is that the uh, like there's precedent for basically turning your uniforms into a billboard. I would say as far as the announcement itself, I'm not like I I didn't have any sort of real reaction to it because I just assumed at some point that it was a foregone conclusion. Like once you do the sure. once you do the helmet ad. That does mm-hmm. open the door a little bit. And maybe, Scott, to your point, that might be a reason to be concerned because the NHL is now going to have two different ads. Sure. On their uniform. Fair enough. They already have kind of jumped that shark a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It, it, as long as it's, <laughs> as long as it stops here, <laughs> sure. I'll be fine with it. You know, like it, it, the, the small patch, whatever, like there's so many ads at like, listen, the Red Wings blast a holographic Amway logo, the entire stretch of their goal line on the glass. Do you know what Amway is? Google it. <laughs> right now 
not you don't have to, <laughs> do you but, want you know, me the to listeners at home. okay i was gonna it's say a pyramid i was like scheme. i could it's read a multi-level it all, yeah. marketing scheme it's, it's as one of their proudest basically presenting is, yeah. sponsors so i don't know i can't get fired up over so it. so okay i have uh a, if a it's an amway jersey on the if it's right amway that's on right jersey, sure. i'll be mad i i have a i have a quite logistically okay not logistically that's not the right word um forget an adjective what if like five years from now the jerseys are billboards and they're just completely filled up they're the red wing is is like they literally shrink the logo of the team so they can slap more on there they're just completely lathered in ads but the jerseys that you buy online for yourself don't have any ads on them. Does that make it better? Does that not change your opinion of it at all? How, how does, do, what if that is, what if that's how they handle it? What that's if I question. can go, if I can go buy a Larkin Jersey five years from now, that still looks like a normal wings Jersey, but the one he's wearing four nights a week is, is uh is a Woodward billboard? Does that change how you feel about it? No, I don't think so. Also, because I don't know that. I mean, I okay. This is a hypothetical. No, I don't. I don't because it's it's about the look on the ice and like the. I feel like honestly, if anything, like the the way that. Uh, American uniforms are designed compared to, you know, you see basketball leagues in Turkey or you see hockey leagues in Sweden and Finland. Like it was very much like a Western kind of style compared to a a European Eastern style. Uh, And that was like a big differentiator. Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I can look at a logo and be like, that's an NHL team. That's not an NHL team, but like it, like, there's something about the it says something about the caliber of play when when the stage is this big and the uniform is that clean. Like I I just think that this muddies all of it. And the way they do it is so ugly. Like in uh the SHL, I'm looking at a Ferlunda jersey right now. They have the same logo just symmetrically down both sides of the front of their jerseys. They have a Kumo logo on the chest, a Swede Bank logo right b- below it on both the left and right uh side of the chest and then they have on on the bottom banner two logos as well it's a lot man it's, and it's we've seen lot. obviously we, we specific we have watched a lot of Fralunda for <laughs> we've had we've had quite a few whether it's draft prospects or just wings people go through there i mean that's a that's a crowded ass jersey and i th- like my concern is that it will eventually become part of the style of the jersey mm-hmm. you know and I sure. don't know how I mean that because like, I don't think like these SHL jerseys, I look at them and go, that's part of those logos are part of the style of that Jersey. Cause they're clearly like an afterthought to uh, a different design or not an afterthought, but more like, you know, an overlay to a, a nice design, sure. but like the European uh, basketball and, and uh, soccer kits. Soccer's, like, soccer's it, a big it, one it, for sure. Literally you look like your team name is, delta airlines or whatever the hell the sponsor is right so i i worry about that 
and because I don't think that it's, I think it would be, it would take us a long time to get there, but I also don't think it's out of the question. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I don't want to make it sound like I don't get the concern because I don't want it to head that way either. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I, I find it hard to believe that that would be a react. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being by naive and being like, the NHL is different, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, because I, I, the NBA was the first one in, in of the big four American sports to do it. And I remember feeling the same way and be like, that's really stupid. Uh, you know, they're going to look like the European basketball team jerseys with, with, you know, a few years from now, it's going to be a disaster. And they had the one and then haven't really done anything else since. So, um, I, I would, I would, I'm, we'll I'm see. cautiously it's a, it's a optimistic to be seen. Yeah. I cautiously think. optimistic for sure. Um, let's read this. Also one. though, one of my pet peeves in the NBA ones, I understand you don't want to make like the logo, your style, but you have to, you have to pick out for it a logo that's going to ma- somewhat match the damn Jersey. Like the Pistons did a great job. They, they have, <laughs> They have like, uh, I think it's changed, but it's still a red company. Like it's mm. always like it started with Flagstar or whatever. Like, yeah. like it's it's you know when we have the red, white, and blues. The the Clippers when the when the ad thing first started, the 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 red, white, and blue colored Clippers had Bumble, yeah, like the dating app, like bright yellow on their shoulder. Everyone's like, that is the stupidest freaking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then they're all blacks had the bumble and, and everything. And, and, and it looks stupid. So like, I, I totally agree with you that you can't, you can't be like, Oh, we have to, we have to design our Jersey around the ad. Obviously you, you, I never want that to be the reality, but at the same time, pick a company that's going to mesh with your color scheme as well. The bucks current one is also horrid. At least the one they wore in the summer league was, was absolutely horrific. So like, yeah, yin yang. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, it's got to be a balance to life. Let us uh, read this rockauto.com ad and then we'll get into some more uh, actual Red Wing stuff because I got a good question for you about the top line. It's called a teaser. Mm. Go to rockauto.com, everybody. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever increasing number of makes and models out there, it is now impossible for you to try. Ch- uh, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure pointless? intimidating questioning when wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in his computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry i think that's called a monopoly isn't it you don't want to be part of a monopoly you don't want to be subject to uh only being able to purchase what that particular chain store puts in front of you no you want to go to rockauto.com because they have everything listed you can save 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same auto parts from a chain store or a cart dealership they're a family business serving auto parts customers do-it-yourselfers uh for over 20 years their prices are always reliably low for every customer and they have everything that you could ever need brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet save yourself a trip save yourself the interaction save yourself some money at rockauto.com go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked down and there how did you hear about us box that they know we sent you they got amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts that your car will ever need it's rockauto.com <laughs> That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had 
in four games. All right, Scott, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Noel Bianchi, Scotty Bentley, bringing it to you. Uh, looks like we're going to go back to five episodes a week starting September 20th, uh, which means the days of us uh, just kind of being scumbags with our schedule, with our episode posting schedule. Uh, it'll be almost over. Hang with us, guys. Uh, if you just joined us this summer, I feel bad like for all the people who uh, like followed me on Twitter while I was tweeting out like end of year press conference stuff for the Red Wings. And then now they are just subjected to my like 2.30 a.m. I just got off work tweets um, where I'm just talking about literally nothing. And and, and the same thing with this podcast. uh, You're crazy Arabic tweets, too. Yes. Yes. Well, that was uh, (laughs) that was the whole thing. Um, How do you feel about a Friday? I got a Red Wings one for you. Mm hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, Jacob Verona. I think with the seasons they had last year, Dylan Larkin, his production took a, a little bit of a step back. I think there are people who are concerned about Dylan Larkin. I'm not, but there are people who are. He's coming off an injury. Tyler Bertuzzi is coming off an injury after showing quite a bit in the first nine, 10 games of his season. And Jacob Verona. Uh, is coming back after going on an absolute tear after being traded to the Red Wings uh, midseason at the deadline. I so we did the we did the uh, the topic yesterday, or, or we covered the fact that Lockdown NHL did their top fifty players poll, and there wasn't a Red Wing on it. So these three guys and Philip Sedina, who was a prospect drafted in twenty eighteen, six overall, lots of high expectations, fill the net with pucks. And he hasn't necessarily done that yet. He has played good defense, but that doesn't show up on stat sheets. That doesn't make you a star. So if you were to guess which one of those four were to show up on the top 50 players list next season, who would you pick? And how do you, and how do you feel about it? <clears throat> uh, I would still go with Larkin. Really? Um, yes, I would. And I think that the reason is – I don't see a world where those other three people thrive without Dylan Larkin taking a step forward as well. So like, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Verona like, but like it, leading the team in goals without Larkin assisting on like three quarters of them. This is about league wide perception though. So if Jacob Verona tears it up on the stat sheet. He's got 35 goals, 15 assists for 50 points, but he's absolutely dazzling getting on the highlight reel all the time. I guess, but I think like lead wide perception also accounts for like, Hey, 12 months ago, this guy was getting healthy. Whereas Larkin is like, has been the captain and the best player on the team. Like he has a C on his Jersey. Like, I, I think that that, that accounts for something too. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's a great I think, point, Scott. It's a great point. I think, thanks man. I, uh, I, 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 just, I think the, the offense, especially that top line just is, is going to be so um, Larkin is going to be so vital in that it's going to, I mean, like stating the obvious, like it's going to run through Larkin. Yeah. That, that for top line is, is running through Larkin and an, Unless, I got one for unless they're unless they're just ISOing and it's just basketball now and he's just gonna <laughs> ISO coast to coast <laughs> all of his goals. I, I I don't see how Larkin doesn't get a ton of that credit as well. 
because I'm not sure that they're going to play on the same line. That's like, fair. What if Pew Suter, who just got done producing like an M effort over with DeBrinket and Kane, they look at him and go, oh, okay, well, let's put you on a line with Jacob Rana and Philip Zadina. Sure. That's possible. And, that and, possible. And, and maybe they have us not i i wouldn't expect them to have that type of season but like a lot of the, a lot of the the ability is is kind of there no like the, no, the for caliber sure. of player and no for sure that uh i mean then i i mean i'd gladly take uh the the <laughs> this is like more of just like me being selfish but like i, I mean i'd gladly take a uh, a non-Larkin line being extremely productive. I mean, that means something's working, right? We've, we've had one line for three years now. I'd, I'd like more than one. So, like, that's, like, I'm fine I'm fine with that. If, if if one of them ends up being a crack in a top 50 list without playing next to Larkin, that, that would be something is going hella right. Um, but if I was a betting man, I, I, I still think Larkin has to be the favorite out of those. You, this is the, really the first time I've thought about that, that line being together. But I, I really don't think it's that much of a step back from what. I, yes, Jacob Verona is not Patrick Kane, and yes, Philip Zadina is not Alex Brinker. But Philip Zadina is a sixth overall pick who has shown flashes of that scoring ability at times. And I just think that with like the three of them together. You know, I, I don't think that that if that ends up being the line that like, I don't know, you're really that a, that you're really going to see a, a stark contrast in lack of production than that line had last year. On top of the fact that this is probably your second line, and they're getting better matchup, and Larkin's able to go out and shut down you know the other team's top line. I don't know, like that that could be a scoring line when you kind of look at it like that. Yeah, no, I mean, again, that's that's really fair. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's going to come down to to uh, goal scoring has been an issue. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Adam already yeah, yeah. led the team in goal score, so yeah. Yeah. that's really going to be what this comes down to at the end of the day. But Alex Tanga, we'll see. I don't know. Hey, we'll see, baby. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what do you got for me? How do you feel about a Friday before we kick it to Thomas Bordelow with Lockdown Sharks? Okay, so I uh, there was an article in The Athletic written by Max Boltman and Corey Pronman, and it was predicting the Red Wings 2025-26 season lineups. Okay? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about when they are listing – the defense groups our second line defense being Edvinson and Heronic. I'm crying. T- 25 I'm crying. Tears of joy. <laughs> Although I'm not really that convinced that Heronic is going to be here long-term. I don't know why. Something about it, just like it, it's not that he doesn't fit the rebuilding timeline. There's just like so much coming in behind him. And obviously not all of those are going to work out and he does bring value as a right shot D, but uh, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I, I would love that. I, I kind of like when we talked with Will Scouts and we got p- prospects and pancakes. Oh, that went up today. Go right. check that out. Hell yeah. Uh, 
when we did that, you know, he kind of talked about a, a guy like Philip Peronic or maybe more so like an Albert Johansson type, maybe being the better D partner for uh, somebody like Edvinson. So like stylistically, it makes a lot of sense that, that, you know, four or five years from now, they kind of end up together. Um, yeah. Who else do they got on that? I, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, Albert Johansson and Cider is the first line. Okay. Well, that makes sense too. And so. then uh, goalie, they're, they're both split on either Koser and Adelkovic. Um, and then offensively, they have uh one c as blank and like uh not on the in the organization currently larkin two c raymond and verana the one wingers hmm. yeah it sounds about right zadina and two z are the twos Valeno and bergerin are the threes yeah i'm about it i'm about it me too uh anything else not for me all right, we're going to head to Thomas Bordalo in just a second, but first I got to talk to the folks at home about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, Scott? Can you believe that? Nine delicious flavors? Nine. Like that, you would think something this delicious, right? Uh, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar would have to be uh, worked and reworked a billion times just to get the one perfect bar. But Built Bar, they have nine right now available to you. Uh, and they got new limited time flavors coming out every day. Right now, they got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream, German chocolate. Uh, they're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. If you haven't tried all the flavors, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a mixed box, and you'll get two of each of the nine. Uh, not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy, too. Football season is coming back. You're going to have to find some way. To cut back on those carbs every now and then, and Built Bar is the way to do it. You get 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four and a half grams of sugar, and only four and a half grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Also got to talk to the folks today about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, folks, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 per- oh. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. Sorry, Scott. I was so used to reading the 50. I accidentally said that. They, they, I completely forgot that they have doubled up their offer and are giving out that 100% welcome bonus uh, on your first deposit with our promo code locked on. You can also take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys, which it's going to be a pretty easy one, folks. No Dak Prescott. We know who we're picking. If you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only uh, when signing up and using promo code NFL100. That's NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing right to your ve- favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice. 
and your dad seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Without further ado, Thomas Portolo on Lockdown Sharks. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, your daily source of everything Team San Jose. I'm not going to do any of the dumb preamble because we have one of our biggest guests. I can't say biggest guest anymore because I don't know how to rank everybody that comes on the show at this point. I feel like it's unfair to the previous guests. Biggest biggest guest in August 2021. That's that's what we'll say. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back of as always is JD. Eric is still missing in action. But today... We have possibly the first non-Sharks org interview with University of Michigan standout and number two, number two, number three prospect in the Sharks org, Thomas Bordalo. I put you, I put you behind William Eklund. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the new hotness. I couldn't, uh, I could, I couldn't, uh, couldn't put you ahead of him yet. But you had an unreal dev camp, and you were centering that top line, so to speak, with him. What was it like getting that assignment and what was it like being the go-to center on one of the teams? Uh, it was fun. You know, obviously we, we had like, I think we had five lines on that team, you know, so we were just, uh, yeah, we were just getting to know each other off the ice, on the ice, uh, you know, all the guys just practicing all week. And then, and then the game was fun. That's for sure. But um, uh, yeah, I think it was just a fun experience, you know, kind of first time stepping on the ice at the SAP center and uh uh, it was just a fun experience overall, so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about that. How's your Swedish? Really bad. <laughs> how's, how's his English though? Did you guys just yell at each other in English on the ice? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, honestly, he like, I mean, obviously he has an accent. Like some like sometimes like has trouble like I'm getting sentences out, but like he's actually really good. Honestly, like I'm you know a lot of people would be like, oh, he has an accent or whatever, but not a lot of Americans can speak two language. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about you though. We don't, uh, this isn't the William Eklund podcast. I always like to start interviews with how old were you when you knew that you had a chance to go to the NHL? Um, <laughs> you can brag. You can be like, I was five. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, uh, no, honestly. Uh, it's a good question. Maybe the first time I was like, okay, maybe I'm pretty good was when maybe when I played underage at four uh, I was 14 years old and I played underage at major AAA. Mm-hmm. So when when I made that jump, um I you know some guys that did this before me like Joe Valeno, like Sam Pullen with Pittsburgh and stuff like that. So you know I was like okay maybe maybe I can I have something a little bit like them. So uh, we'll see where that takes me. So that that's probably when I I was kind of like okay maybe I have a chance you know with your hockey bloodlines i don't know that's so cliche were you was it always in the back of your mind though as a little kid like you have extra training you have access to stuff was it always a goal of yours to make the nhl or were you just playing hockey for fun as a little kid uh no i was just playing hockey for fun honestly because it was just i don't know hockey's always been my life how like you know i was just it was just in the during the weekends it was dad's going to play his games i'm going to play mine you know like it was just that's how it was in Switzerland. And when we, when my dad retired, uh, you know, it just kept going in Canada. And yeah, I think it was just, uh, yeah, I guess in my blood, you could say, cause you know, I've just grew up in hockey rinks and I put the skates on when I was two years old and it was, uh, you know, I've just always been a part of that. So for me, it was basically no brainer. I've really, I've never really asked myself the question, like, why am I playing hockey? It's just normal. I mean, that's probably not a question you want to ask yourself at 
20. Uh, at yeah. this point, you got drafted in the second round. You're going to the Sharks. You're going back to Michigan. Are oh, wait, are you going back are to you? Michigan? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, we don't. We don't. We don't know. You we do. Know. We were hoping maybe an exclusive like announcement, <laughs> <laughs> but so if, um, if, I'm, if I if I would not be coming back, the guys in my house right now would be pissed because I'm, <laughs> I'm still on the lease. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd be getting. Oh, it's that okay. You money. get that you Sharks money. Lease. Yeah. Um, so. Kind of talk about the guys in Michigan. So you have four guys who got drafted in the top five who are you know going to Michigan between uh, Powers, Kent Johnson, Hughes, um, you know, and the, and Beniers. But you were like the rookie of the year. So do you have like even though they were all drafted in the top five, do you still have the bragging rights just because you're like, hey, even though you know I was literally the rookie of the year last year in the NCAA. Uh, you know, obviously we we. All, I mean, except Luke because he was he wasn't here. But yeah, you know, uh, all me, uh, Kent, Owen, Maddie, we all had great freshman season. You know, even Briss. You know, they, they don't they don't mention uh, Brandon Brisson enough. I feel like, but um, we all had great seasons. And you know, not just us, but so like I think it's so it's crazy how uh, people under like underrate our 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 juniors and our seniors that are our juniors last year are going to be seniors this year, and even our sophomores like. We, we have a hell of a team, and honestly, it's not even close to be just the freshmen. As, and it's just fun to be a part of that. Like, uh, you know, we were, I'm so proud of those guys. I mean, obviously, we knew they were going to go high, but, you know, how it turned out, it was pretty, pretty fun. So, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's just, can't, it's just, you know, some extra, extra uh, fun to have after that. You know, we're having a lot of fun on the ice, but, you know, seeing those, seeing those guys get drafted, me getting rookie of the year, it's just, it's just candy, you know, at the end. And, you know, we just, we, 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 we like to talk about it, but, you know, it's, just, it's not really in our head uh, uh, most of the time. The goal, the goal for you guys, especially with COVID ending your season was, is definitely national title, right? That's the only, that's the only goal you guys have this year. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think even if, even if we didn't have the team that we have, like, I feel like if you don't start the season saying, I want to win it all, like, what's the point of playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. What uh, what's your role with such a loaded team? What's your role going to be in Michigan this year? Um, I mean, basically, kind of the same as last year. I'm pretty sure. Just uh, you know, uh, uh, center. Like we, I don't. I personally, I don't think we have a first line. You know, because we're so packed. So, uh, you know, I'm probably. You know, I hope I'm going to have the chance to play with Briss again. I, I know. I know our coach loves duos. So, you know, he usually likes to keep two guys together and. Smart man, you know, change the other guy, or so you know. I'm uh, if it goes like last year, I might be playing with Briss still. Maddie's gonna play with Kent, uh, and you know, some of the juniors and sophomores and the seniors will they have their own duos too. So, um, might be, might be that you know, uh, definitely, uh, the power play, the PK, just taking face offs, important face offs, and yeah, just helping, helping the team win however I can, you know, just. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty versatile player, and and coach knows it, so I can I can do pretty much whatever he wants. What's your uh, What's the biggest thing you want to work on this year at Michigan um, to get you ready for when you eventually make the jump to the Sharks? Um, definitely um, my my shots in between the dots, like kind of just attacking the middle more, kind of being more of a shooting threat all the time. So yeah. What's uh. What's your favorite thing to do on the ice? Facilitate, score, play defense for some reason? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Um, defense honestly, is for nerds. 
<laughs> Honestly, it sounds it sounds weird, but uh, for me, like it, uh, game is not as like I, I feel like a game for me is not a game if I don't take any faceoffs. So mm-hmm. I really I really like that. The, uh, the, sharks, really like uh, that. The, shark, the Sharks probably like hearing that, that you want to take face-offs because there's no centers in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love taking face-offs. Obviously, love creating uh, creating stuff on the ice in the O-zone. Got to play the defense, but, you know, the, the fun's in the O-zone. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, it, that's what makes it so much more fun, too, like playing like guys with, playing with guys like, like Briss, like Kent, like, like Maddie, like you know, all the other guys on my team, like it's it makes it so much fun because you can find each other easily, and it just uh, the create like the creativeness is really there. All right, that was a great interview. Uh, be sure to go check out the rest of it. Thanks to Lockdown Sharks, they do a great job over there. We like them over at Lockdown Sharks, even if we don't like their favorite hockey team. Uh, next week, like I said, we got Mike DeStefano coming on. Ted Colfin is still on vacation. I know I said there was a Ted call coming this week, but. Alas, uh, got to give the man his rest. We got pancakes and prospects going up today. I'll probably remind you sometime next week as well. Uh, go check that out. Thanks so much for listening. If you have positive feedbacks, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell us in my DMs. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday. Sorry, guys. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.